Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Schrapper, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones with you. And this week, we're talking about humor and humor in the classroom and laughing and learning. Uh, as always, first and foremost, Mike, how's your week going? What's new in your world? Uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm smiling. I'm ready to laugh. I'm ready to, to listen. Um, I'm ready to, to listen, to laugh, and to learn. A little alliteration there to start off the podcast. Brandon, how about yourself? I'm doing well. Hey, Dan, I have a question for you. Sure. What do you do when you see a fireman? Run? You put it out, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so good. You're I'm ready. This is, this is my jam, like straight my jam. Like I take a lot of swings. Yes. On this, we're talking. We're, are shoot we talking or shoot, Brandon. Shoot or shoot. Did I show up for the right show? We're talking the humor show. And, okay. And, and we're laughing uh, on the inside. That's good. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my favorite place to laugh. Um, <laughs> but I take a lot of swings. So, um, but I like, you know, I think that I would like to measure my humor quotient, not humor orientation, which yeah. we'll talk about, I think, a little later. But, right. um, in maybe like like slugging percentage. Okay, I was thinking shoot. Yeah, I was thinking shooting percentage. But you're thinking more like there's extra base hits. And you For wanna, sure. You want to incorporate like you, like a chortle sure. is not worth as much as a guffaw. I thought you were going guffaw. Yeah, I wasn't sure where you were going to land. I wonder what the what like a home run. That's a is. big. Is it, yeah, like it's a it, guffaw is pretty good, although it's short. Is it? I mean, I, I don't know that I would guffaw for a, a giggles. Yeah. What about giggles? A giggle is like a is an infield single. Yeah. Belly laughs. Yeah. What are we doing? Belly laughs. Like, and, you know. Oh, belly laugh. That's belly laugh is the home run. I and what? Dan, and, add a boy. And like a just like a, a knowing nod is like a walk or like a hit yeah. by, hit by, hit, hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. Reach yeah. on an error. Dan, yeah. we gonna need to do an entire an entire episode <laughs> on humor and baseball. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited. This is this is good stuff. Yeah, you got you got that babip going. I got the Bobip. Bobip. I go Bobip. Uh, it's but that's uh, that's olive, a cool, that's, olive sock Bobip. That's a Korean uh, food, <laughs> d- d- Korean dish. Yes, Bobip. Yes. Yeah. So we have started off here uh, with a little humor, and that's what we're talking about this week: uh, humor in the classroom, laughing and learning. Uh, and we have a number of articles, honestly, and we probably aren't even going to be able to share uh, as many as we have. Uh, some America uh, Psychology Association articles, uh, some education uh, textbooks and uh, teaching tools uh, that talk about using uh, laughter in the classroom and uh, humor in the classroom. And Mike, it seems an overarching theme throughout all of them was sort of the use of humor for access, meaning access to the teacher, um, making uh, the student relax and learn. Uh, which we've talked about previously. Would you agree with that? Would you say, like, it seemed like across all the articles, all of the things we shared, uh, that at the core, humor allowed, used correctly, and I should say that, used correctly allowed for students to relax a little bit and be more open to learning. Yes. Uh, and the one article that I shared, which I, I, we didn't have access to the article, we only had- Yeah, did you buy, spend the $42 did, got I, access I, for, I, for 24 hours? I did not. However, uh, the title was Humor and Pedagogy. How how haha can lead to aha. Yeah, I mean, all, all you need to do is read the, the That was the, the pretty title. good. Yeah. I mean, it is 2017. So sometimes just reading the article and the abstracts, you know, like the title and the abstract is all, is all you need. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, like I did look a little bit uh, into the evolutionary roots of humor and, uh, and how uh, it's, it's very much tied to play and how other species, uh, most animal species, exhibit some kind of play and then when they do that typically it's like play fighting 
And uh, you want to be careful when play fighting that people don't think uh, you're trying to kill them because they may kill or maim you, which for you at least is not fun. Sure. You know, us watching, perhaps, yeah. perhaps it is. So like we do things, all animals do things uh, either in terms of their nonverbal communication or noises that they make to indicate that uh, this is play, this is fun. And uh, that's where smiling and laughing come from. So uh, that's sort of the evolution of that. And it's all designed to kind of, um, to your point, Dan, like, um, like turn off the fight or flight mechanism. So like basically get you out of an anxiety state and into a more of like a relaxed uh, flow state. So like um, it's, it's pretty consistent across the board on both fronts, I think, Dan, that it helps people get more comfortable more like primed to learn, even like the neurochemistry, talking brains, <laughs> but, uh, but the neurochemistry, like more uh, parts of your brain light up when you're amused or laughing than if you're just sort of serious mode. Um, so all that is good. And then I think the counterpoint is also interesting that eventually it can sort of um, uh, increase the learner's cognitive load and or just get them sort of misaligned with the purpose of the instruction. So they, they're just waiting for the next joke and they're no longer really trying to learn. So I thought, uh, I think we both love, uh, love teachings through, uh, through humor. Uh, so oh, I think all of us do. Uh, but um, uh, I thought, you know, we could kind of go in both directions, think about both the benefits and then potentially some of the risks. Personally, I had uh, in college a professor sing a mother-in-law on the first day of class. I don't know if you guys know that song or not. Um, to in, 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 do exactly that, to, to engage us in a little bit of laughter and then say, hey, I did that in front of all of you. You can now raise your hand at any point. You won't be embarrassed. Uh, so he sort of put himself out there uh, to show I'm embarrassing myself. I'm happy to do it to let you guys know you can be interact with this classroom and not worry about anyone around you. But to that point, if he had sung every class, or, or had you know made that a running part of his, it would probably have become too much. So an interesting angle to go down both uh, both rows there. Brendan, what about yourself? You, you said this is your jam. You said, and you, you led us off with a, a dad joke, which I appreciate uh, more than most. Yeah, that's um, why I had a kid. <laughs> I was telling dad jokes before I had kids as well. Um, my kid's favorite right now is, why did uh, why is six afraid of seven? And she'll tell everybody that joke because of course, seven, eight, nine. Mm. Uh, but... Uh, what, what about humor and what do you think it, it does uh, to uh, help learners and, and go down that road first, sort of the positive aspect of using humor in the classroom to engage and almost disengage, as Mike said, that flight, uh, fight or flight uh, mechanism? Yeah, so I'll, I'll start by disclaiming that even in some of the, the uh, articles that we were reading and I think we read a chapter from a textbook, which I think is amazing. <laughs> or we looked at it. Yeah. I read the whole thing. That's, that's yeah, I read, for, I read also, I, I did all of the, the recommended reading follow nice. up, like from nice. the reference. Nice. Um, I prefer the spontaneity of humor. So I decided not to got it. the chapter from the textbook. Got it. Okay. So coming unprepared is always, <laughs> always a good start. But so my disclaimer is that even in this, this, this particular uh, textbook that, uh, that I've read, um, <laughs> There is some question about the science behind it. Is it, is it causal or correlative? Like mm. are people who are funny and using humor well in a classroom setting? And there, are, there is a lot of literature that shows that effective use of humor in a classroom improves engagement, um, is, you know, it gets students um, uh, leaned in to, the, to the, you know, what's going on in the classroom. 
Um, but is it because they are funny or because they are also some other things? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're good. They've got good social connections yep. just more generally. Um, but that's it. I, I liked, uh, and I mentioned this earlier, but the, um, uh, this humor orientation, which they've abbreviated as HO then for the rest of this, of this book, um, this whole book. Um, but uh, the, the idea is that a teacher with a high humor orientation score and that is it's derived by how often you use humor and how likely your jokes are, or your, like your humor is to land. Like mm-hmm. how, how funny are you? So your, your slugging percentage. Your slugging percentage. So someone, but also your number of at-bats. So, mm-hmm. you know, someone who is infrequently humorous, mm-hmm. but very funny, right. probably has a similar hor- uh, uh, humor orientation score as someone who is... Um, very often uh, humorous, but not very funny. Interesting. Yeah. So it's interesting, but but teachers with this high humor orientation or 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 ho. Yeah, I wasn't gonna go there <laughs> for the show. Um, the <laughs> uh, uh, this is gonna go badly. It's good. The teachers with a high humor orientation score yeah. are perceived as. Um, uh, they they have better outcomes for their students. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that to me is not surprising because I think that someone who is humorous is often just, it, there's more accessible. And by the way, learning is hard. We've talked about that a lot on the show and making things fun, um, you know, making it, uh, ha- having a, a, another sort of narrative layer, which is not just about the content that you're trying to teach, but the context in which you're teaching it and making that enjoyable. I think that's, um, that resonates with me. And that, that is how I, you know, I taught for, for Kaplan for seven years. Um, I was, uh, I don't know if I was often funny, but I was, uh, regularly making jokes. Sure. Um, but I, so I, I think that's, uh, I think that's good. And I, I, I like, I like a world in which it is actually causal for, um, for, for instructors who are effective at using humor to be, to be more effective in terms of other outcomes. Yeah. And, and the neurochemistry angle is interesting. Like if it does trigger, uh, you know, we've talked about how like visual information paired with audio causes the, you know, deeper processing, which helps with retention. I think that's also true with, you know, humor if used well, uh, particularly if it's within the context of teaching a concept. Um, people will remember it because it's more salient. It's more uh, surprising. There's something I didn't expect uh, and it kind of, it captured my attention. And, uh, you know, that's different from uh, the repetitive nature of, uh, you know, telling the same joke people that maybe have heard before or sort of go into the well the same way all the time. That starts to get stale and uh, you have to continue to kind of reinvent how you're being funny yeah Uh, and that i think requires a level of um uh, cleverness and sort of engagement uh also engagement in the emotional state of others when you're trying to get the laugh and uh that's where i could see it be a little bit correlative um in terms of looking at it from the the teacher's angle but i think from the learner's angle there is more um salience and to your point like more narrative or semantic layers that typically are involved in humor than in just sort of straight ahead serious teach you exactly i'm going to tell you what i'm going to teach you i'm going to teach it exactly the way i'm supposed to and i'm going to tell you that i taught you that right like sure that will deliver against the learning objectives but 
folks may drift. You may, right. not, you may not retain their attention. Yeah, and the, in the like, obviously, core objective of a learning objective is for the learning to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the things you can do, sort of as instructional aids, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. you know, to to prop up the work that you're doing. I think humor is uh, is a good one. Mm-hmm. One one of the things that I I like from uh, from this 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 long book um, <laughs> was uh, that there, there were six categorizations of humorous teacher behavior. Yes. I'm not sure that like that you may have drifted from before you got there, but uh, th- this <laughs> is uh, these, these six, I thought this was great. What was it? It wasn't like a bolded numbered list. Sure. Wasn't. Yeah. So that that's to me, it's also, if you give me a chapter of a textbook, there better be some bolds yeah. and there better be some lists bold, that, I, I, that I can zip to. No. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to, is, I wonder, I was thinking about um, right now, uh, what is the best way for me to get this out and engage the two of you? Uh, what these six are? Should I just tell you or what do you think? Can you come up with a humor categorization, a, t- a teacher behavior <laughs> type of humor that one might use? I could. I don't know if it's going to be the best use okay, of our airtime. All right. So here they are. Jokes. Sure. Riddles. Mm-hmm. Puns. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Yep. Uh, lowest form of wit. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've, got, I've got low wit, so that's good. Yeah. Funny stories. Yeah. Humorous comments. Okay. And other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think other might be the best one. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Is physical comedy included? I think it's other. Some pratfalls. How, how is that other? Pratfalls, yeah. How is that other? It's other. No, but that's primary, right? Like, it mm, can, nope. like I think. Well, I guess for from the context of teaching, I'm just thinking right. from the context of this is these are these are humor. humorous teacher behaviors. Yeah, I mean, is and there are pratfalls. In fact, in one of the other articles, someone was talking about when they fall over that there they make a joke about how their cerebellum was taking a nap. Nice. Because the cerebellum is what controls movement and balance. balance. Yeah. 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 So I guess it's your legs that control movement. Um, But the, the other is, so there's, there's good and bad humor. Yeah. Uh, I I thought that one was, uh, was, was also good. Um, The, the categories of inappropriate humor. Yeah. You ready for this? Uh This is again, this is teacher humor. Sure. Making fun of students of students is, is not good. This is bad. Yeah, okay, I would agree. Humor based on stereotypes. Sure. Failed humor. <laughs> Failed humor. <laughs> are you telling me that unsuccessful attempts at humor are not good? Correct. Mm. Sexual humor, not good for the classroom. Not good for the classroom, yes. Swearing to be funny. Sure. It depends on what classroom, I think. Yeah, and what you're teaching. Like kindergarten? Is, yeah, probably not. No, nah, that's what I was offering as a great place to swear. You <laughs> right. got to early. They got to learn these, these four, four letters is about the most you can it's get in true. a word when you're a kid. It's true. Joking about serious issues. Nah, yeah, too soon. Yeah, too soon. Yeah, late, late enough, maybe it's okay. One of the things I like on too soon is like when people are talking about like Abraham Lincoln's assassination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. too soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it also uh, reminds me of hook lines, where to me like, like hook lines yeah, would be like too soon. Yeah or uh, phrasing or uh you know they, it, <laughs> they they go they quickly go uh sophomoric uh yeah in terms of uh what I, where i'm where i would go or freshmanic yeah it depends <laughs> exactly. on when you're teaching junior and uh, and the last one was um personal other? was it other yeah other it was other there's no other apparently all bad humor from teachers fall into one of those categories yeah and all good humor is nice as a treat 
uh, during a break. Mm, delicious. Good humor. Yeah. Ice, good humor ice cream. That is, is bad. Also like spelling out your joke. Is that, is that explaining your joke? Yeah. yeah, that would. I think that's a. I, I checked with the research that qualifies as failed humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was. I thought that was very. It was. All, this is all very interesting. And this is like. This is a a, a practitioner's guide to yes. how to be haha in the classroom. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's good. I definitely. You know, Dan, Dan you're telling a story about um, having a funny professor, or you know, at least a use of a song. In, right. Once was better than if you had done that every day. Mm. Um, I think this is real. Like I, I really think that people. To me, it's it's like a. In, and I'm I'm not. Um, I've done research on this, so this is just one person's opinion. But people who are uh, funny in a teaching situation, I think that that's a, just a demonstration that they care more, right? Like that they like they they themselves are particularly if it's like wit wit. You know, not like I'm bringing a joke of the day to the class, but like, right. you know, if you're like, if you're, there's a playfulness like to the, to the roots of this, there's mm-hmm. a playfulness that I think just shows that you're like, you as the instructor are actually more present in the moment. If you're able to sort of weave, interleave, mm-hmm. even some humor throughout the classroom, I think that's, you just, you're just trying harder and, and good on you. Yeah. Yeah, but, I agree. One of the articles from the American uh, Psych- Psychological Association went into depth there too about um, the idea that it just shows you are better connected to your materials as well. That, as Brendan, you were saying, that you make a joke in context of what you're teaching, not just a, as you said, a joke of the day or, or a bad pun. Which hey, I love bad puns, but um, it's it's more showing and opening up with laughter an actual concept like telling a joke that is tied to your lesson plan. Um, it is sort of a, a skill set here, Mike, that isn't necessarily what one we would say is learned. Like being funny, people tend to believe is something you have. So I don't know that this is, do you think this is something teachers can learn to use in the classroom or certain teachers can use it because they inherently understand comedic timing and, and comedy? Uh, you know, I, I, I go, I go to Dweck. Uh, I, I was let, about to say, this is some fixed mindset Stratford showing yeah, up. Let's, 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 uh, let's allow. That's our, actually my college nickname. So <laughs> our, our spiritual leader, uh, Carol Dweck would, uh, would say that you can learn more and you can actually, uh, expand your, uh, capabilities. Uh, and I think there are tactics, you know, even if you think about stand up comedians or improv. Like there are tactics that lead to more comedic out- outcomes, um, and uh, I do I do think there's something to be said to being comedic and being funny is a little like uh, like being a, a jazz uh, musician or being like a, uh, an abstract painter. Like if you can deliver the straight ahead lesson plan, that's sort of foundational, and you need to be able to do that and understand the concepts and like what you're trying to teach. But then if you can add that extra layer, uh, kind of building on what Brandon was saying, if you could build that extra layer of humor, understanding that I need to keep your keep the audience's attention when I'm trying to, uh, you know, reach this this higher level of, of learning and understanding humor, I think, is really interesting uh, from from that perspective, because it does demonstrate um, both particularly if you still deliver on the core instructional objective. So I think the biggest risk. Uh, and I think we may fall prey to that occasionally on the show is that we go for the laugh even over, uh, 
what we're trying to to teach or, no. or yeah we never have done that no but uh but but we're aware of that tension and the risk there and uh and we and we're able to dial back the uh the, the other the other note on that um for those of you who have a fixed mindset and feel like you can never be funny you're just like you're just not funny like you've like you you tried making jokes like i think you're talking about thanksgiving dan happy thanksgiving everybody trying to make jokes and like it's failed when you were a kid, not funny. Right. Like teenager, not funny. Adult, still not funny. Right. It does give some advice in this opus that I read for what to do in that situation. And, uh, and I think this is, this is actually is good because what is, the, what is using humor in the classroom trying to accomplish? And you've talked about a little bit about this, Mike, um, is uh, what they're calling verbal and nonverbal immediacy. So having this like uh, and a sort of accessibility and 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 engagement with a student. So um, some of the verbal and nonverbal immediacy behaviors that they give examples of are smiling, laughing, vocal variety, gestures. Like those are the things actually that people do when they're being funny. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you can't bring it uh, on the humor side, you can actually um, uh, incorporate more of those things. That I'd say if you can't do those things, yeah. and you can't be funny, right. You're just you, you're the worst. Yeah, I think you're. The worst. <laughs> but but I but I guess you, if you can't smile or laugh or gesture. If right. you can't gesture, I mean, you know, if, if you have arms, but like if you like if you can't do any of the things that this says, if you can't be funny, do these things, then you know that's a bummer, it's man. Tough, right? But like it, it's also like I, I would agree. A lot of being comedic or funny is behavioral, and a lot of those behaviors can be taught. Yeah. And the whole concept of, you know, fake it till you make it. Right. You can fake it till you make it funny. Mm. <laughs> How'd you like that? I think you got to keep faking it, <laughs> I think is what the, <laughs> the story is. I appreciate, though, that it is uh, almost mechanical, as you're saying there, Brian. There's certain things you can do to put yourself in a better position to be funny. Much like anything in life, you put yourself in a better position. It popped into my head before about the late night talk show hosts with their monologues. Do a lot of sort of topical news teaching, like they're talking about news of the day, daily show, those shows. Uh, but they do inject humor in it. Uh, throw in John Oliver on Last Week Tonight. Uh, do a lot of sort of civics education and, and news education while trying to filter in some some comedy along the way to keep people uh, tuned in. Uh, any final thoughts here on here? I think we could go multiple routes. Mike, you did talk about like the negative side a bit before uh, about people tuning out. Anything more on that or should we table that for a future discussion? I could probably, that could be my parting comment <clears throat> is that, uh, and I get very choked up about humor because yeah. I, I care about this. Yeah, stuff. it really touches yeah, you deeply. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think the the notion of cognitive load uh, is important and like the readiness of the learner to process a second level of uh, narration or, or a second layer of content, which typically is where uh, comedy comes in. Uh, so humor typically is like a, a surprising or different take uh, from what would be like a straight ahead delivery mode. Um, I think it's important to understand that not every learner uh, is, is ready for that second level when they're very like sort of basic understanding is something that they need to get. So like when you start making jokes, your audience may not get them. Uh, and then secondly, uh, it's almost like a learning style idea. Uh, I think some folks um, react negatively to the introduction of humor into contexts that they view as serious. And I don't think we're of that mindset, but it's important to understand that there are those those learners out there and trying to um, ideally what I would probably do is try to 
connect with them somehow. Because I think everybody kind of wants to laugh somehow. But there are people who are almost made uncomfortable by the fact that you're bringing this extra layer into the classroom. They want it to be very serious. So I think, um, I think that's an interesting problem space that we didn't really get into. But, uh, you know, some respect for, for that perspective. But also, I think folks do want to engage and laugh. So hopefully, uh, you know, if they know it's coming from a good place um, and you're sort of smart about how you use it, uh, it's, a real, uh, it's a real key to connecting and, and delivering uh, engaging instruction. Brandon, any final thoughts from you before we head out from the Humor Podcast? Yeah, we didn't we didn't get to there, but there is, and this is sort of follow on to, to Mike's. There is a saturation point, even for people with a high humor orientation, that mm-hmm. you know, if you were teaching something and instead of teaching that thing, you only were humorous. Like obviously, you know, that's taking it to its logical extreme. Like that's that's too much. Um, but I I do think so. I you know I I in personal professional life, I I am a big believer in fun. That like life's just too short, man. Mm-hmm. And and um, if you're having more fun while doing whatever it is that you're doing, and for we as 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 you know, twenty first century humans spend a lot of time learning, mm-hmm. particularly as as you know, kids and young adults. Um, if you're not having fun doing it, like you're dedicating a lot of your lifetime uh, to stuff that you're just not having enough fun with. So I, I applaud teachers who are thoughtful about the use of humor. I, I um, am, you know, for every time there's a bad joke out there, uh, uh, a kid gets his B plus, <laughs> whatever that phrase, however that phrase goes. But, um, you know, I think, uh, I think keep at it, keep, uh, keep having fun, keep looking for those opportunities to, to laugh and learn. Keep, and keep swinging. Keep swinging. Yeah. That's right. And we will uh, have our uh, correct uh, baseball to humor analogy uh, set up for you guys in the future. You can check the glossary, of course. Uh, so with that said... That's the funniest joke of all, Dan. Check the, check the glossary. It'll be there. With that said, thanks so much for listening. We do wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hope uh, uh, you enjoyed time uh, with friends or family or, or eating some turkey on your own, whatever uh, it is uh, how you celebrate if you celebrate. So uh, with that said, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with Trending in Education.